0: Welcome, everybody, to the special edition of Brownsville Tech Live. And in the house tonight, we've got Mr. Ernesto Lopez, who is running for City Commissioner for District 2. Mr. Lopez, welcome to the show. Thank you for the invitation. Yes, I apologize for the technical difficulties. As I told you, we were trying to have the show in our outdoor studio, and unfortunately, the laptop crapped out and uh I had to rush and set up the indoor studio for this uh podcast and Unfortunately, there's a lot of setup that has to be done beforehand so lesson to be learned for me: don't ever go out to the outdoor studio <laughs>
1: <laughs> so hey, it's anyway, a learning
0: experience yes, yes, it's something always can and will go wrong, so so anyway, uh, could you give us a little bit of information about who Ernesto Lopez is, where he's from, where he's been, what he's done, and why he has chosen to run for city commissioner for District 2?
1: Yeah, well, my name's uh, Ernesto Lopez. I was born in Bronzo, and I went to Gonzales Elementary, Perkins Middle School, Rivera High School. so. A Mustang, a Stallion, and a Raider. Um, most of my family lives in District Two. Yeah, and like in my neighborhood, like I'm like in it's a it's a circle. Half of the circle is Lopez, and the other half it's another family.
0: Right.
1: So, grew up with really close to my to my family, and that was a uh, really good and. Um, when I, when I was in third grade, I, my, my teacher, Mr. Cantu, um, he was a, a teacher, but also a veteran. Since ever since he told us about the army, I was like, you know what, I wanna join the military. So during high school, I joined JRHC, and then I graduated in 2000 and left uh, to the army. And it was a wonderful experience learn a lot from the military, actually our organization, our company that we have in construction, we operate like the military. The military has the best business plan, the best management skills, and you can apply it to anything in life. And while in the military, got to travel overseas, different uh, countries, but it was more like not a vacation, it was like stop and goes. Right. And I was in Afghanistan and well, Afghanistan, I got wounded and received the Purple Heart. And after, well, so while being in the military, I started a nonprofit in Bronzo. So I was funding it with my money from the military and we used to do toy drives, uh, can drives. Up to this day, we still do all those events. And recently, like about seven years, to now we've been doing uh, events for fundraisers for, for families that someone that has cancer like to help out with the medical bills. And we we do that a lot. We've we have never promoted this anywhere. It, everything has been just like behind the scene. And about four or five years ago the city of Bronzo gave me a proclamation because they knew all the stuff that we were doing for the community. So it was pretty nice for the city of Bronzo to to do that. Even though it was given to me, but it represented a whole team. It was not just me. Like, it was a lot of us involved within other events that we have done. And, and once I got out of the military, I went to school. Again, I have about five different degrees. And one of my favorite degrees is in agriculture. So, so we're farming, and we're actually selling watermelons at the farmer's market in Bronzo. And we have, I have helped a lot of farmers also get different grants through the USDA. There's a lot of grants for farmers. and Anybody that wants to have a greenhouse, you can get free money from the government. So there's programs in the USDA through the NRCS program. And I learned about those programs when I was in school. And then I started teaching other people about it. Another thing that, that I've been doing is helping all the veterans. They get out of the military and help them with, guide them to the right person that can help them with their VA benefits so they can get their, their benefits correctly. But uh, overall, it's, it's been a, a great journey. God has been really good to us. And we started a, a fence company in 2016. It was part-time. We we're, we're doing the fences only during income tax season, right. only me and my wife, my brother and my dad. So it was something part-time and it was seasonal until about three years ago, um, an opportunity came and SpaceX had a a town, town hall meeting at the Bronze Age Event Center. Uh-huh. And they allowed the general public to pitch their businesses. And I went there, and I said, "You know what? We can do fences. We can do decks." Eight months later, they call me, and from there, we're working there for a long time. We went from a team of like six to eighty personnel yeah. in a in a time frame. But it's been up and down, different things. And right now, we're focusing more in construction of homes. That's where we shifted the organization, and one of the reasons that uh, I decided to run as a commissioner was that for one, I'm not a politician. Like This is my first time um, running, and I believe that uh, I have a lot of skills that we can use in the city to continue making the city great. The city is already good and it can be, and it's getting better and better with all the effort that everybody's doing, all the input everybody's doing. And Bronzo has a lot of potential to continue growing. I'm a part of this uh, network of nationwide entrepreneurs. And and I have different people that has been coming to Bronzo from all over the nation to construct homes, so right now, some projects that, that we have in Bronzo, that's from people that, that I've been meeting from that, uh, um, it's called the Boss Up Family, that's what it is. And it's a bunch of uh, different individuals from the whole the United States. And I was the only one from from Bronzo, and I brought them to South Texas for different investments on construction of homes. We're gonna uh, make a clinic, a mental health clinic it's gonna be outpatients. We're working on that one already, and we're also about to open a hands-on trade school in Bronzo. So different things that we bring bringing to Bronzo, and one of the things that uh that I that I that I learned throughout this uh um, what is it through all these opportunities is how hard sometimes is to get permits as a contractor. I've been seeing a lot of obstacles for being able to build fast. And for any company, um, any delay, it costs money. It costs money for for everybody, for the client and for the builder. So I know that with a network of contractors that I know, together we can get more feedback and and get with the permit department and the inspection department to give feedback and together make a, a smoother... Transition for any builder that wants to invest in Bronzo. At the same time, then we we purchased a food truck, and I went through all the, the obstacles to be able to have the food truck running. It, we, we purchased a food truck, and it took a couple of months to get it uh, approved and operated. So from that experience, talking to different uh, entrepreneurs, um, we can get that data and also giving it to the inspection departments for the health or health department and right. for perm- permitting like that. Uh, other people don't get discouraged to to put a restaurant, to make open the store. Like there's a lot of things that Bronzo has to offer, just that uh, a lot of people do not know where to knock the door. Right. So we need to educate everybody like about the programs that Bronzo offers because Bronzo has a lot of opportunities for anybody to grow. Right and back to your question, why I was I decided to run is that uh, I consider myself a patriot, and ever since uh, God gave me the opportunity to get out of that uh, Xterra that blew up in Afghanistan, I I made a promise to myself that I'm not gonna waste any day on this world, and then everything that I do, if God spared me from that day. Is to be productive, and do something positive, because throughout the the military, I lost a lot of brothers in arms from from different deployments, and they didn't get to come back home and get the benefits that a lot of us have, right. and they paid the ultimate price. So overall, it's for my fallen brothers. To continue and try to do the best I can, not just for them, but also for my family and for the community. Like like I said earlier, um I believe that everybody is running has good intentions. So at the end of the day, whoever everybody decides to choose, um everybody has their own their own ideas, their own plans, their own experiences that will benefit the city of Bronzo. And there's I'm glad that there's even people running like that uh, it can motivate other people and inspire them to run to, to get their voice uh, heard. And basically that's what I'm trying to do. Inspire others that you can use your background to help the community to grow.
0: Yeah. Well, one of the things I wanted to talk about and you touched on quite a bit is there seems to be this feeling out there. I don't know if it's a feeling a set of anxiety maybe people have become cynical but it seems that a lot of people out there in the city have this thing where they feel that their city leadership doesn't serve them that it only serves the elite a lot of people feel like they are you know like in Shrek the older the ogres in the swamp and then you've got all everybody living in the castle um, and so there's a lot of anger that they're not listened to, that they're not paid attention to. Um, you know, it almost appears like you have to belong to a specific club to get anybody's attention. Um, what's your take on that? Do you feel that, you know, do you, f- hear well, you
1: do you, hear let me, that? let me, uh, um, let me give you my two cents on that. Yeah. I, there's, there's a different uh there's, there's, there's different seats taken by different people um like for example, if I do become commissioner, the commissioner only has so much weight that they can do right on on stuff so there's a lot of uh, misconception that oh because he's a commissioner or he's this that they can do everything and it's, it doesn't work like that there's a voting system and there's also something sadly that um there's a lot of a uh, comparismo too so sometimes <laughs> the votes don't go just for the people they go to benefit others right and and uh for example what happened with the the pob scandal um that one everybody like everybody continues talking about that and Basically, we have to. Uh, we can. We have to implement some safeguards so it won't happen again. Cause that's a lot of money to be missing, and nobody to notice it towards the end. So we have to make sure that as a community, that doesn't happen again. And everybody that's involved, was prosecute them. Um, keep them accountable for whatever it is. Cause at the end of the day. Um, it was a big scam. The idea was probably a good idea, but along the line, something went wrong and they should have stopped it before it continued becoming more negative. Yeah. And well, as and I uh,
0: as I understand it, when they first proposed the plant to be built, you know, they apparently were going by some forecast projection that said that in X amount of years Brownsville was going to run out of energy right and they needed to find ways to produce energy. And I don't know if the numbers were wrong, the forecast was made wrong, but they went with that forecast and they convinced the city commissions at the time that they needed to build a new plant. And that was also factoring in that it was that it at the time it was cheaper to actually generate your own electricity than buy it and then the market forces changed where it became cheaper to buy it than produce it and then of course the tanaska plant i think the plant was going to be like 100 million and pub was going to own 20 percent, and it was tanaska's responsibility to find other investors for the extra energy because we were only going to get about 20% of the energy and the rest had to be sold. And apparently they couldn't find anybody to for the extra energy or the extra investment. So as a result of that, by that time they had already done the rate increases and somebody didn't let anybody know that, hey, it was cheaper to go get the electricity somewhere else. And by the way, we're not going to build the plant, or there may not, or there may be an a possibility that we're not going to build the plant, and as a result, oh. plus the plant wasn't built. But by that time, they had already raked up the one hundred and seventy nine million dollars, and and so whatever those projections were, they were wrong, you know. Now, you know, some people have asked me. What about the future? You know, we've got SpaceX. We've got the LNG plants coming in. Are they going to require energy? Are we going to are they going to come back to us in a few years and say, "Ah, we got to come and build another plant because now we got LNG, now we got this, now we got that. Now we've got the industrial park and guess what? We need energy again." I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. You know, but yes, there was definitely it was definitely a fiasco. No doubt about that. But I think originally the intention was correct. The the right. intent. Yeah. But electricity became cheaper and nobody said, hey, we're not going to build a plant. They just kept on collecting the money. You know? Yeah. You know? So, and, and and to follow up with this question, as you know, there's a couple of amendments or charter amendments on the ballot. And when you read them, and i'm not going to deal with the the salary that's that's i want to focus exclusively on pub uh, right now in order for them to remove a pub board member and there's seven of them uh they only can remove one member per year and i don't know what the vote count is it has to be a certain amount of uh amount of commissioners to agree to the removal mm-hmm. one of the charter amendments Uh, that's coming up allows for the removal of three within a calendar year. And I had another, I had a mayoral candidate the night before, and I told him the charter amendments don't appear to be strong enough because even if you remove three people in one year, that still leaves you four people. And those four people may be part of La Clica, as they call it. la, La Clica. So even though you have 3 new ones, the 4 over here have the power to outvote the 3 over here. In my opinion, the problem with the city is that they've got a board they can't control. They cannot hire or fire anybody at PUB. That's that's a given fact. And they don't even approve their budget. That means that PUB's budget's not even approved by the city commission. So they can't hire and fire, they can't control the money, and you know, even the removals as the charter amendment specifies won't do any good. In my opinion, to get control of PUB requires that you control their money, that you control who they hire and fire, and you control and that you have complete control of that PUB board. Without those three, it's like a dog with no bite. You know? Yep. Va a ser puro ladrar y nada de morder. So. Sadly,
1: sadly, uh, if the comparison still stays there, like, even though it's only three or four, but like, along the other side, it won't change. It won't make a difference. Um. Hopefully, it does make a difference. Hopefully, hopefully they learn from the mistakes they made and they have the correct morals and say, you know what, we did wrong. Now let's um, redeem ourselves and get everything together and become better. And like, let's uh, return the money that we need to return and also fix everything as the team. So one of the things that I, that I, I do, I acknowledge everybody's in office right now. I believe that everybody has tried to do good things in um, and, and every district the within the mayor, like anybody has done we, we've seen a lot of uh, good things throughout the city. Is there improvements? Yes there are. we need there's more stuff that we can improve right um, like and, and me, I believe in teamwork. We just gotta be working together, united and any any uh, I believe that any candidate that is running and for any, any uh, position, they should get together with the previous, whoever, whoever has the seat, previous seat and talk to them. And you know what, like, what, what went wrong or what, what is good and what projects have you been working on that are not finished yet so we can continue them. Like, just don't, like, so, it won't, so the position won't just be taken by someone else. I want to do this. No, get feedback from the person that already has the experience. And instead of going backwards, just go forward. Right. Let's continue making right. everything better. Because Bronzo is growing rapidly. is um, beautiful. There's a lot of things that, yes, we got to fix. There's a lot of things we got to fix. But one of the main things, we got to be more, like, we're united as a community. We help each other in different things. But we also got to be united within City Hall. Exactly.
0: And, exactly. You and, need to learn how to work as a team.
1: As right? a, a team, yes. Right.
0: And and that's part of the Not saying,
1: not, Yeah. <laughs> you know.
0: Now, let's talk about something else. Uh, something kind of related to what you're saying. And I'll be honest with you. A mí me molesta cuando salen estos from up north que escriben articles, porque son de up north, no son de aquí, okay? They're from up north, man. Y salen with the, with the following article. Brownsville is the poorest city in the country, okay? Y para acabarla... Two days ago, now they labeled us the most unhealthiest city in the country. Mi problema con esos articles es esto, okay? This is what my problem is, man. This is what my problem is. I've traveled all over the country. You've traveled all over the world. And we've seen what poor is. And there are places here in the United States, in the deep south, where those people are poor. Estamos hablando poor. Brownsville is nowhere near that poorness. In fact, we're the opposite. So one of the things that I hope comes out of this process is que ya dejemos de estar, especially the politicians that are running, que Brownsville's the poorest city y que Brownsville's the most unhealthiest city. And I find it offensive when I hear that because let's take the unhealthy part. Okay, we love tacos, we love burgers, we like pizza, and all that stuff but you can't tell me that the people in houston dallas san antonio los angeles chicago new york que ellos comen más healthy que nosotros. i don't think so Pero <laughs> it almost appears gay we're also contributing to this what i call the sonete from these northerners that write these articles that excuse the word that i'm going to use that like to shit on brownsville um. I mean, that's the way I see it. You know, Brownsville is not the poorest city in the country. I can take anybody who argues with me, I can take them to the Deep South, and I'll show you what poor is. I'll show you towns that have no industry, no jobs, no economic growth. That's poor. We can go to Chicago, and we can show what poor is. You know, we can even go to Houston and go downtown, and you'll see what poor is. You'll see the homeless out there we're very lucky But esto brownsville is the poorest city that is absolutely unfair and incorrect because that is not true in fact el, la, la otra cosa is they start comparing brownsville and McAllen. that's also a very unfair comparison because mcallen if you look at McAllen's unemployment rate McAllen's is higher than Brownsville. There's more people that have no jobs <laughs> in McAllen than there are in Brownsville. The only reason why McAllen has a vibrant retail is because all the people from Monterrey come over and shop. Yep. If you go to La Plaza Mall on any given Saturday, ¿qué lo que miras? Placa, Mexicana, every yep. other parking space. So eso yep. que, Brownsville, que McAllen is better in Brownsville, that's another thing that has to stop because we're being untrue about the statistics, McAllen as a whole is poorer on a per income capita than Brownsville. And a lot of people, you know, throw those things, they throw those articles, they throw those numbers. And and here's the problem, we're doing damage to ourselves because here are companies that could be interested in coming and relocating on Brownsville. Y que lo primero que, que Los articles, Brownsville's the poorest city, Brownsville's the fattest city, Brownsville's this, y que Brownsville's that. Y después pues aquí están unos cuantos corriendo para el office diciendo la misma cosa. Pues ¿Qué van a querer? What are the companies going to think? They're not going to want to come and relocate if all they hear is their city leadership continue to agree with some of these northerners which have never even lived in Brownsville. no
1: yeah. I mean, what's your take on it? Well, I say that they're wrong. Bronzo is full of opportunities. Absolutely, Bronzo, it should be labeled the city with the most opportunities. We ha- we're in a border town, um, so we can do international trade. Uh, we have aerospace industry that it's it's a basically uh, Bronzo is going to be the new Silicon Valley. Absolutely, for aerospace for the aerospace industry.
0: Yeah,
1: and then. We have the marina, like uh, the, for, for the shrimp basin, we have uh, industrial, we have a lot of stuff. And the diversity of two cultures, like that's, it's, 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 we're rich in different things. Um, Bronzo, what, what it is, is people to know where to get the opportunities. And we got to educate everyone where to find the opportunities in Bronzo. There's a lot of opportunities. And we can grow together as a community. And things are changing. Right. Uh, people are waking up and they're seeing, oh, man, the same people winning, same people this, same people that, like, giving chances to everybody else. And there's people that, that continue winning and they have done good for the community, but there's some that also has done bad. Right. So people got to do – people got to I, I, – I say this. Look at the track record. Of how much they have done for the city
0: yeah,
1: yeah. and there, there's a lot of uh people that have done a lot of good things yeah. there's a yeah. lot of people in office that have done good things yes uh sometimes they get blamed for some stuff but like i said once you're in the position of a commissioner or mayor there's only so much you can do right because it's by votes so then you can check out who's the one that voted and stuff like that and why they voted like that. Yeah. But overall, um, I believe that Bronzo is on a good track. Um, we're gonna continue growing, we're gonna continue prospering. Um like I said, it's the new Silicon Valley. Right. That's Bronzo.
0: Well, that's one of the things that I think a lot of people, you know, I hear a lot of people say, Well, they they don't know what the impact SpaceX has been to the city well it's pretty simple in my opinion because we are building rockets our Brownsville workforce okay which by the way is 80 percent of the people who work down there it's not 40 percent it's 80 percent no. okay these guys were welders before and now they're welders and riveters building rockets rockets that are going to lead us back to the moon and back to Mars imagine when a company when other companies look to brownsville and they see brownsville's workforce and what they're capable capable of doing who's to say that they won't relocate down here to build cars to build all kinds of stuff i mean this is a shot in the arm and 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 i hope that people in the city recognize that this is a once in a lifetime opportunity if we don't seize it now. It's going to be shame on us because Brownsville's workforce is building rockets. That's a big deal. Whether people...
1: Yeah, it, it, you know? it, right in the backyard, um, yeah. Starship is being built and that's going to change humanity forever to make us a multi-planet species. That's Absolutely. like mind-boggling. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's, like... it's, it's, it's amazing. You know, yes. Who, who would have thought 10 years ago that the workers who live in Brownsville are building rockets. I mean, it is a big deal. And it it is, it, is, it is impressive for any company that would want to relocate down here because they're saying, hell, if they can build rockets, they can build anything. I mean, we've got the skill and the knowledge and the know-how. And if we don't have it, we'll find it. But it's impressive and we cannot we cannot minimize that gain at all, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about um, a project that's kind of dear to my heart. Um, It's a project that is also going to be a big impact to the city. I don't think a lot of people recognize this, but you know, as you know, when the pandemic started, our kids had to go through virtual instruction. And a lot of them lined up for one of these of to get internet because we found out that a lot of our kids didn't have internet, which was shocking yeah. to me, right? Shocking that in the 21st century, our kids, the kids of Brownsville were lining up during the middle of a pandemic, including their parents to go pick, pick up one of these to get internet. And by the way, it sucked. The speed was horrible on these things, okay? So one of the projects that the city is undertaking is to use funds, federal funds, from the American Rescue Plan to provide internet connectivity across the city in the form of fiber, okay? And one of the things that I had been asking for months, and finally somebody decided to put out a plan, I just wanted to know where the project was and who was going to get it first, second, third, fourth, and fifth? I think that was fair. you know, As citizens, even though it's not taxpayer money, it's still grant money from the federal government. And I believe that you have to be good stewards not just of tax dollars but the money that you're given from the federal government. No porque el gobierno yeah. te lo paga. It's, uh, it's a green light to spend it how you want. No, no, no.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: we have to be very, very frugal when it comes to how that money was spent. So finally, and I switched screens here for a little bit, um, they came up with a plan. They identified the areas that were gonna get the fiber first, second, and third. And of course, as you would expect, the downtown area is labeled the the first area to get the fiber Correct. internet, right? And it's understandable. I can understand why. You know, they've got the university nearby. They've got a hospital down there. All the city departments are down there. There may be a couple of public schools. I understand that. I have no issue with them being, being first. Okay, rightfully so. I don't have a problem with that. I was a little surprised, though, that the second area was southmost and the port, and I believe coffee port. And then the third one, I can't tell what it is. And then the fourth one is North Brownsville. Okay. I live over here in North Brownsville. I already have high speed internet. Okay. I pay an arm and a leg for it, but I have it. But what surprised me was this little piece right here the Los Fresnos area. Okay. And then the fifth one is all of Los Fresnos. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not stingy. Okay. My problem is that when the city first introduced this project, it was supposed to be a Brownsville-only project, okay? There was no mention of Los Fresnos or the surrounding areas of Los Fresnos. And as one of your opponents, Mrs. Presas, made me aware, Brownsville did annex a certain part by Highway 100. I understand that. they Yes, they annexed it. But a lot of those houses down there in the Madeira project are not going to be... $200,000 houses. They're going to be $500,000 houses to a million dollar houses. A lot of people that are rich. Okay? So I understand that. But here's my point. I lived on Southmost, man. I lived on Southmost for many years. And you have no idea how long it took me to get high-speed internet. Even today, there's people down there that don't have high-speed internet. So my feeling is, look, let's connect the people that have not had high-speed internet first, the people that need it first. Here in North Brownsville, over here where I live, we don't need it. not saying that I won't take it if they put it in, but right away we don't need it because we already have it. We already have high-speed internet, but those people don't, and they need it. They need it more than anybody. And honestly, before Los Fresnos gets connected, all of Brownsville gets connected because it was it was said that it was going to be Brownsville only and it was going to be a hundred percent a hundred percent in my book means that every house in Brownsville is going to have a fiber connection that's what a hundred percent means it doesn't mean ninety percent it doesn't mean eighty percent it means a hundred percent because then somebody misled us into thinking that it was a hundred percent so. In my opinion, Los Fresnos needs to come last. If at the end of it all we connect Brownsville and there's room for Los Fresnos, there's room for San Benito, and there's room for um, Rancho Viejo, and room for Port Isabel, I'm fine with it. But they can't come up before I do. And if they want it, then we should annex Rancho Viejo, Los Fresnos, and by golly, Port Isabel. And then they can have all the free, well, all the internet they want, including Fire and police if they're at it. You know, that's my opinion. I don't know. I'm just saying what's your take? Should the people that need it the most get the internet first versus the richer areas in Brownsville as well as the outside communities?
1: Oh, uh, that's most definitely. Um whoever needs it the most should be the priority. Yeah. And then towards the end where you don't need it that much.
0: Yeah. I mean they're saying it's gonna be forty dollars on average. The bill is going to be like forty dollars. I hope that's the case, because like I pay like seventy, seventy five. Businesses pay a lot more. They pay a higher rate for internet. I think I think on average I think it's like about two hundred bucks a month. So definitely, lower cost internet is a good thing. I mean, because if you think about it, plus it's the guy who's got the taqueria down in Southmost that doesn't accept credit cards right now. He'll be able to have Mm -hmm. internet to run his credit card machine. It'll be, you know, a big business, you know, with high-speed internet. I mean, it's a benefit from the small business guy up to the large corporation, and I think it's a project that cannot fail. This cannot be another Tenaska. They promised 100%. I expect 100%, and I hope that you as commissioner will take the mantle to ask the tough questions if we don't get to 100% then what's the alternative plan to get there because we cannot have 20% without internet after spending all these millions of dollars we just can't that would be really bad you know yeah. you know so but yeah that's I mean, true that's, I mean really I mean and, um,
1: people, and people, that, if that if, yeah. uh, if given the privilege um to become commissioner? I'll make sure that I'll look into that.
0: Yeah. I mean it's it it's just one of those things that has a big impact, not just in schools, but businesses, you know, and we gotta get it right. We cannot afford another Tenaska with this fiber project. It just cannot it just can't. We we, we can't do it. We can't afford any Tenasca fiasco with any project in the city. It doesn't matter what the project is, you know. That's true. I mean, it's completely unacceptable, you know, to accept another failure, regardless of the project, whatever the project is. You know. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about uh, your district, uh, District Two. I think that includes the airport. You know, you know, for a mm-hmm. long time. You know, the the thought was that the airport, to fly out of the airport's expensive. You know, I do know that it's a different market. That's what a lot of people don't understand. You know, the Brownsville Airport has always catered to the business market versus the Harlingen Airport, which has typically catered to the leisure market. You know, they have cheap airlines like Southwest and stuff like that. But I know the city's made some strides and they've brought in a low cost carrier, which is going to start service in May. Yeah, May 17th. They're going to have flights to Orlando and flights to LA. And I was talking to somebody about this today. You know, I think between the two routes, I think the LA route is possibly going to be the more used because the Burbank Airport is right around the corner from SpaceX headquarters. So a lot of those SpaceX employees that, you know, come back and forth, back and forth will now have a direct nonstop flight directly to Brownsville instead of having to fly to Houston or Dallas. I think a lot of people don't realize that that's a big plus. You know, you don't have to have an hour layover and any of that. But my my question to you is, I remember a time, I think you're a little younger than I am, but I remember a time when Brownsville had no airline service and it didn't start up till 1990. Uh that's when the city attracted Continental Airlines at the time to come in. And they gave them some incentives, but they also did something else besides the incentives. They marketed the airline on every bill on most billboards and they painted all the buses with the Continental emblem and so forth. They did a fantastic job in 1990 to market the service. And I think Mm -hmm. that the city needs to do a lot more to market our airport. Uh, I don't think they've done enough. The website, man, that thing needs an upgrade. I mean, it really needs an upgrade. Somebody needs to work on it, you know? But we need to market. We need to make sure that, that Avello is successful in the city. We can't just invite them in, have them set up shop there no, we got to market these people. We've got to market them because we got to convince people to fly from Brownsville. I mean, yeah. you, you've seen it. You've seen the commercials, you know, at 10 p.m. at night or even at 7 a.m. in the morning, especially on KVO on Channel 4. I Valley International, car rato, marketing, 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 avientando ads left and right. And we don't see anything yeah. happening from our side. You know, so what's <laughs> what's your take? What can we do to get people to use the airport more than they have in the past?
1: Well, one of the things that uh, they they announced the new airline that that is coming to Bronzo. It's Avian. What's the name of that one? Avello. Oh, Avello. Yeah, Avello. And uh, when we heard that, we are excited because a lot of my my uh, friends that I ne- network with, they, they live at Fort Lauderdale, West Palm Beach, Miami. Yeah. And now they're going to be able to get flights direct to Bronzo.
0: Yeah.
1: And that, that's really exciting on that. Um, I know that Bronzo has plans to expand more of the airport. And I believe that uh, the same way that they reached up uh, a uh, velo to come to bronzo we should be doing the same thing for other airlines like that we we can uh, have different destinations yeah that we can go to but the main thing to, to your question how do we get uh people to actually fly out is marketing yeah the yeah. the marketing and like you said what they did in the nineties if we work and let's look into that and Implemented again, yeah. But now, now we have something um, better, social media, so we can make stuff within social media too.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, one of the things that, uh, and we'll talk about this because I know there's a lot of candidates out there saying that you know we need to clean the entire slate of boards, and city boards, and stuff like that. We need to have people that have experience, whether it's the PUB board or whatever. But one of the things I wanted to mention to you, and because this is your district and it's going to be and you're going to be responsible for the airport advisory board, I think you're going to be sitting on the airport advisory board. When they were building, when they were planning to build the airport, okay, uh, there was a, a, a member on the airport advisory board. And he apparently proposed, and I found it so astonishing that he would even sit on the airport advisory board with this position. He said, no, pa que necesitamos airport? Mejor cerrar el de Brownsville, cerrar el de McAllen, y más concentrar en Harlingen. And I'm thinking to myself, dude, you are representing Brownsville, you sit on the Brownsville airport advisory board and you hold that position? And estaba enojado, you know what his pet peeve was? enojado because he didn't like the design of the airport look and feel. Él quería un design, what I call the Alamo design. For many years here in Brownsville, every damn building had to look like the Alamo, which I personally didn't okay. like, okay? Ya sabes, aquí en Paredes, every, other, every other building aquí, I tienen the little Alamo. Yeah. Room, okay? yeah. And I know what Bill Hudson, the developer at the time, was trying to do he was trying to build an area just like sugarland in houston if you go down to sugarland in houston everything had a code that it had to be a certain look a certain color a certain sure. this i understand that but that stuff just was a hindrance to developing all this property here in it is it took years i mean there was lots of plans Okay, they were going to put like a little river walk in there there was going to be all these all these businesses but then when because of hudson's restrictions get everything had to look like the alamo plus it took years now it's getting built but they don't they're it's not looking like the alamo anymore so anyway back to my thing he was upset because he wanted to look look like the alamo and i personally think that as a 21st century city as an aerospace city that was just not going to work maybe the folks in harlingen like that look but i sure don't think that's a brownsville thing to do especially because we are a 21st century city. We are into aerospace. It has to look a little sleeker. Maybe Jetsons like. Yeah. It, you know. So but my whole point was is that I believe that the people that should serve on all these boards need to have the interests of Brownsville. They can't be cheerleaders for Harlingen or their airport and stuff like that. I mean that's that's insanity to, for anybody to even propose such a thing you know so i mean what's your take should should the people that sit on these boards put brownsville first above anything else
1: it, it's like a like one of the one of the army values selfless service yeah you got to put your um. Your interest last, and the and the greater good for overall first, so that everybody has to put Bronzo first, because it's not about me. It's about the community.
0: Right. Right. And I wanted to. They have talk- to,
1: because yeah. basically, um, you just you just a voice. You 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 listen to to the concerns. You, you first first of all you're a listener you're listening to one of the concerns concerns of everybody and then you get you get that uh information and then you use it as a feedback back to to your team and execute by representing them with you're the, you're the voice for the people whoever's in positions so yes bronze should be first priority of anything else
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I want to talk a little bit about, I think, an area that you're an expert at, and you know, I, I come from a family that has served in the military. I, I, I'll be honest with you, I'm the only one that didn't serve in the military out of my brother and my sister and my uncles and stuff like that. But I lived in a different time. Okay, it was a little different from, you know, uh, from, you know, the. 2000s, you know, when we had those terrorist attacks and so forth. So it was it was a little different, you know. Yeah. But I know what it's like to grow up with people who serve in the military. And one of the things that was very tough for me uh, was watching my uncle at the time who was suffering from cancer. And, uh, it was hard because there was no VA clinic back in those days, not even in mm-hmm. there was, It didn't exist. And he literally had to go to uh, the VA hospital in San Antonio to get his chemotherapy and his radiation therapy. It was the hardest thing to have to see him have to go park at the Jack in the Box there on Price Road and have to wait for a van that would take him and I'm sorry that would take him five and a half hours away to get to get chemotherapy. And to me we've always known that the Valley has had its share of its fair share of soldiers that have served in Vietnam, well, in World War II, in Korea, in Vietnam, in the Persian Gulf, Afghanistan. And there should be no veteran, in my opinion, that should have to travel five hours away to get chemotherapy. And while the clinic in Harlingen. Has been a godsend for a lot of veterans. It's still not enough, in my opinion. I think we need a hospital. And I think our local leadership has not done enough to push the folks in Washington to open up a hospital here once and for all.
1: Yeah, that's one of uh, the things that uh, I know that everybody has different. what is it? Um, ideas, and everybody has like different uh, things they want to continue doing in Bronzo. But uh, if as much that I could advocate, if if I become a, a commissioner, the most I can advocate. One of the things that I'll advocate is uh, to do something for the veterans. but like I'm, I'm a I'm a Purple Heart uh, a veteran. And um, right now, what, what you were saying, I can relate to a certain extent because many times I took the van from Harlingen to go out of the way to San Antonio for appointments because the, the one in Harlingen they didn't have those uh, specialized doctors that they were in San Antonio. So I, I, I was in that van before or something else. And then uh, finally, the, the, they open more positions in Harlingen, So we didn't have to travel over there. Right now, there's a program that the VA has that we can go to the day-night clinic. That's, that's where we go in Bronzo. Uh, most veterans go to a day-night clinic. Because there's very few. So sadly, there's very few clinics in Bronzo that accept veterans They have uh, VA um, medical insurance. Mm -hmm. And I understand what it is um, because I asked, I asked different clinics, how come you don't accept the VA program? And they say because of the delay of payment, or not not meaning they don't pay right away, meaning that um, they have like the grace period to get paid. Mm -hmm. And basically, Sadly, it's about money, right. so it's not really, that's why they don't, the, the, the clinics that do not accept VA, um, what is it, insurance, uh, one, maybe they haven't approached the VA and they're missing out on that opportunity, or second, they're not interested because of the time frame that the payments get sent. They do get Sam. It's from Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam has money, right? But that's uh, one of the things, and yes, of course. Like for me, I'm a like I'm a patriot. Um, one of the things that I that I know, and I take a lot of pride of. A lot of people do not know, South Texas has the most decorated veterans in the whole nation. In the whole nation, like we we have the most decorated. veterans and um, that's really uh, proud from being from from South Texas and one of the things that for me like personally that I take to heart is I want I'm gonna advocate as much as I can for for everybody and also for the veterans for the youth for the elderly for the police officers law enforcement fire department, Um, and also for the people that work in the city, like overall, everybody. There's a lot of things that we can do together and fix ways instead of losing money to make money. So look at at the budgets and let's make money, not be negative. Manage our accounts correctly, and it takes a team to do that. Not, like, I, I'll give you an example within the construction like within my my experience I can say, you know like why are we paying so much on this when it actually costs only this right. and we can save money right. like there's different things that uh, that we can do but we just gotta listen to everybody's concerns and sadly um, your uncle went through that for the lack of resources that they were given to veterans yeah, yeah. Well,
0: well you know hopefully like i said you know we can we can recognize that you know we need more veteran services and you know we can convince our federal officials to to yes. uh, to you know vouch for more resources and stuff like that I know we've gone on for almost an hour, and I know we started a little late here, and I just wanted to give you an opportunity to kind of, kind of in closing, you know, talk directly to the viewers out there, and kind of give give them an idea of why why they should vote for you, and what and what uh, that would mean to to them uh, as you serve as their city commissioner. This is basically your your
1: your opportunity to close. The close, yeah. <laughs> so first of all, I want to thank you for the opportunity, and I want to thank everyone that goes through the podcast and, and listens. Um, I know the feeling of having a podcast because we, but personally, we've been doing a podcast for a long time, but we yeah. stopped during COVID. And we're, we're doing really good on the interviews. And then after what COVID happened, we stopped the, our podcast because yeah. we couldn't interview no one. Yeah. And from there we didn't continue no more. Yeah. So that's what happened with, with to us. But uh, back to the closing, uh, I, I told you, buddy, talk to all the candidates, Um, get to know them. Um, all of them are, what is it? Open, open door? So you can talk to them, do your research, talk to, to anybody that's in office, bring your concerns, vote, make your, your voice be heard by voting. I know that a lot of people get discouraged, that things do not change, but that shouldn't be a reason for you not to vote. What happens is that not enough people are voting. We have like over 90,000 people registered and we have small people, like uh, numbers of voting for things for the city. And we need anybody to vote, Um, make your voice count. And as for me, uh, I I told all my friends, I told my family, I told everybody, don't vote for me just because you know me. Like vote for me if you believe that I'm capable to represent and not only to represent, to be accountable for representing everybody and being the voice for everybody. Um but uh what most importantly, I'm just gonna give something really really quick before I close. I just uh, I pray for everybody, I pray for everybody in the city of Bronzo. May God bless all of us. We are going through different struggles, different uh, a different rhythm in our path, but we're not alone. Um, God has created all of us and gave us different purposes. Some people believe that being successful is money, but that's that's that don't mean nothing, man. Money comes and goes. Success is the knowledge that you share with others, so others can grow and and grow more than you. Um, that's what you leave behind, your knowledge that you pass on to others. So may God bless you. May, may God bless your family. I'll talk to him. Maybe is night that uh, maybe this message is for you, so he's been waiting for you to talk to him. Uh, May the Holy Spirit guide you. And overall, don't ever forget that each thunderstorm it's not to break you down. It's to make you stronger and you can learn from the experience, embrace the pain and it's going to be okay. Like We all go through through this uh, journey in life, in, in the struggles but at the end just hold on, walk in faith, and you've been anointed since before you were born to become greatness. But it's your free will to, to stay in the path that was made for you. At the end of the day, it's all about what actions we do. What you've done in the past, like I, I can sit here and say all the good things that I've done, but it's what I did, other accomplishments, that's in the past. What matters is what you're doing today and what you're going to do tomorrow too. So make sure that you stay focused and share the harvest. That's all I got to say, share the harvest. And if you want to get to know me more, 956-525-9845, 956-525-9845. Just give me a call or text.
0: All righty, everybody. Well, this was Mr. Ernesto Lopez. He is running for city commissioner for District 2. Early voting starts on May 24th, and the general election, I believe, is on May 6th. Is that correct? Yes, sir. All righty. So everybody, get out there. Make your voice heard. Ernesto, we thank you once again for joining us, and we thank wish you the best of luck. And just to let you know, you're always uh, invited on this podcast whenever you uh, want to, whether it's win or lose. Uh, We enjoyed having you tonight, and we wish you the best of luck. Good night, everybody. God bless. Our next show is the Starship launch next Thursday on April 20th. So stay tuned. We'll be bringing you live coverage of this super event a historic event that will propel not only this country back back to the, uh, to the beyond, and it will propel Brownsville into a greater future. So stay tuned for next week's big event. Thank you for watching.